Hi, and welcome back to the China Business Minute, our weekly catch up with our China offices. We hope that all of you in China at the moment are staying safe and healthy. But this week, we do have the latest news from Shanghai. Owen Hockey is our chief representative in Shanghai. All right, so Owen, what's the latest news on the coronavirus impacts? We continue to receive a lot of questions about the coronavirus and the impact on operations in China. One question we receive frequently is about when companies can and how they can reopen their operations in China. As you know, China did extend their national Chinese New Year holiday, and a number of、uh, locations like Shanghai, Guangdong Province, Zhejiang. Are just on Monday, February 10th, which is today in China,、uh, now going back to business、uh, from the holiday in Beijing and、uh, Tianjin and、uh, a handful of other provinces.、Uh, they already began working from February 3rd,、uh, but in reality,、uh, many of these companies are allowing their employees to work remotely、uh, if their job function allows that over this week and some even over the following week.、Uh, We're also receiving a lot of questions about returning employees、uh, because there are、uh, questions about if they need to do a mandatory、uh, self quarantine、uh, if they return to the city where they're originally working at. For in Shanghai, for example, I think at the municipal government level,、um, they're requiring anyone that's returning to Shanghai、uh, to fill out、uh, kind of documentation about where they've been,、uh, how their health is.、Um, At the municipal level, they shouldn't have to necessarily do a self quarantine, but the the Shanghai government has designated this authority to the local、uh, districts, governments,、um, and also the local uh, uh, kind of neighborhood committees、uh, that can make those determinations, and they're leaning on the conservative side.、Uh, so when companies are looking at what policy to look at about if their employees need to do some kind of self quarantine if they're coming back to Shanghai. Um, they should call their uh, local uh, uh, district governments, call their building management, because some of the building management are working closely with their、uh, local governments and can give you a better response. There's also、uh, some requirements that we've heard of where they are requiring、uh, companies to fill out paperwork about their reopening, about、uh, procedures that they may have in place、uh, to protect staff. Uh, making sure they have supplies like masks or、uh, antiviral-related solutions available to employees、uh, before they're actually even allowed to reopen their office.、Uh, best source there, I would say, is for companies to call their you know, build,、uh, building or facilities management, who can give them、uh, better insight into what that actual、uh, policy is、uh, for their area. We also receive a lot of questions about U.S.-China travel restrictions. As you know, many U.S. Airlines have canceled flights between、uh, the U.S. and China, which has created a number of challenges for folks that were flying,、um, you know, staff, employees in between U.S. and China.、Um, now, with the U.S. restrictions and extra screening、uh, going into the U.S. for those that are flying from China to the U.S., also received a lot of questions about uh, how uh, people can do that and where they can go. Uh, as of now, if you haven't been to the Hubei province, they'll make you do a voluntary, or sorry, mandatory kind of、uh, self quarantine, which is basically just monitoring your systems, your uh, symptoms, uh, make sure that you don't have any symptoms of、uh, you know coronavirus, or if you're feeling ill,、uh, give you some procedure and steps to follow. 
Um, unless you've been to the Hubei province, then there would be a mandatory uh, physical quarantine. So this is something that's also, you know, fluid and, and we're following closely. Uh, we'll have a call with the State Department this week and hopefully get some additional information on, on what kind of direction they're looking at on these policies. If companies have questions about that, uh, you do feel free to contact us. We've had some companies that have had questions about you know, where they can travel to. There's only seven or so uh, designated airports in the U.S. that can accept folks that have been to China. Even if you have a uh, connection in between in a third country before you're going back to the U.S., uh, you could still uh, face you know, that, that kind of uh, scrutiny or need to go to uh, one of those designated airports. So just something to think about. Uh, especially for those uh, U.S. citizen employees that are in China that are looking to go back to the U.S. at, at any time, you know, be it for a business trip or uh, if they're uh, going back to stay there. All right. That is all good to keep in mind. Uh, in the show notes, I am going to be adding links to a few different resources on our website. Normally, they are locked for members only, but we've gone ahead and made our coronavirus reporting available to non-members as well at the time. Um, you'll find those in the show description. Um, all right, so shifting gears, how about some of the recent announcements on tariff changes? I do hear that there's a few reductions in order. On the trade side, uh, on February 6th, the state council announced they would uh, have uh, the September 1 retaliatory tariffs uh, on U.S. goods imports into China. Uh, this would be reducing those that are under that list at 10% to 5%, and those that were 5%, reducing them down to 2.5%. Um, if you look at the timeline of U.S.-China tariffs, uh, this was something that was imposed in, in response uh, to U.S. tariffs that were imposed in September 1 of some $120 billion uh, worth of, of goods uh, and as part of the phase one deal, uh, the U.S. also uh, is reducing those tariffs uh, from 15 percent to 7.5 percent. Uh, so I think having China reduce those retaliatory tariffs, uh, having those uh, is, is a positive sign uh, that they're looking at uh, uh, fulfilling that phase one deal uh, that the U.S. and China signed. The um, list of products that were that had tariff reductions in, in, in China, so for U.S. goods going to China, include a, a number of agricultural products, crude oil, uh, chemicals, machinery. Uh, however, a number of these items are also included on other lists, um, such as the, the first list, the retaliatory list that came out that has a 25% retaliatory tariffs. Uh, on some $50 billion worth of U.S. goods. So I think a lot of companies right now are looking at that list to see if their products um, are, are on that uh, list of reductions. Um, we, have a we have a list of those that are translated into English. Um, so if you would be interested in taking a look at that, uh, feel free to reach out to any U.S. CBC staff, and, and we're happy to send that along. All right. We also have an article on that for members that's linked in the show notes that will help you ascertain what all is on those tariff lists. And if you do have any other questions, feel free to reach out to us as well. There's also a contact list in the description. All right. Another solid week's wrap up. Ian, good to speak with you. All right. That is Owen Hockey, our chief representative in Shanghai. The China Business Minute is a production of the U.S. China Business Council. And you can learn more about our work on our website, uschina.org. 
If you like the show, please leave us a rating and review. It does help other people find it, and it's the best way for you to help us share the show. Thank you for listening, and we will be back next week.